Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today we're going to talk with Kevin Dyer, who's the service manager at Northport Bay Boatyard, who is a longtime sponsor of AGLCA. We're continuing our series today on different ways to handle the closure of the Illinois River in 2020 and still be able to do the Great Loop that year. So today we're going to talk about storage concerns. If you plan to store your boat on the Great Lakes, um, return home, and then perhaps pick up where you left off the next year. So since they do a lot of storage there at Northport Bay Boatyard, Kevin's going to kind of walk us through what that is like. But before I do bring Kevin in, I want to take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral Level sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Beneteau, Curtis Stokes & Associates, Dog River Marina, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. Kevin, thank you for joining us today on Great Loop Radio. I appreciate your time. Yes, it's good to be here. So we asked you to do this, and we do appreciate it because we know that this is not probably something you usually do with your afternoon. But um, let's start, if you would. Tell us a little bit about your background and about Northport Bay Boatyard. Uh, my background, I've been the service manager here at Northport Bay Boatyard for about 13 years now. Um, previously, I was uh, in aviation maintenance, um, so it it all coincides a little bit, just a little different vehicle. Um, mm-hmm. Northport Bay Boatyard is uh, it's family-owned storage and service facility. We've been serving uh, northern Lake Michigan for over 35 years. And, and for those perhaps who aren't familiar with North, Northport Bay Boatyard, tell us specifically where on northern Lake Michigan you are located. We are in Grand Traverse Bay, um, actually in Northport Bay, which is part of Grand Traverse Bay, on uh, the northeast side of Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. So... Obviously, boats are pulled out of the water for the winter that far north. Um, a lot of loopers are coming from warmer climates where if they've had a boat for years, they're not used to having to winterize, let alone have to pull it out and store it. Um, or for people who perhaps are buying a boat for the Great Loop and initially plan to kind of continue on, but now we'll have some questions about that because of the Illinois Waterway being closed. A lot of people are talking about storage and the idea that you know they can continue the loop and spend a lot of extra time on the Great Lakes and then perhaps store the boat around the time of the year that that happens, which is early fall. Um, so for people who haven't considered that before, what are the primary things that they should look for when they're trying to decide where to store their boat for the winter? Well, the first thing I'm going to say is location. Where do you want to be um, is the biggest thing. Um, the other thing is is uh, is heated storage. Uh, heated storage, um, you don't have to winterize a lot of things on the boat. Um, there's certain things that we will do, but you don't have to winterize the boat, and it, it, it's it's better for the boat, and you don't have to winterize anything. That, that's mm-hmm. the number one thing. Um, so look for a facility facility that is actually a heated storage. 
Yes, heated storage is, is very nice. Uh, winterizing them, by the time you uh, take a 40-foot boat or so and winterize everything on it and put it in cold storage, the cost is about the same as it would be to put it in heated storage. So, so I would say look for heated storage. Um, okay. The other thing is is to look for the services provided by that boatyard. Um, if if you need maintenance or or fiberglass work, anything like that, look and make sure that they have the capability to take care of your boat at that point. And mm-hmm. the other thing that I would say are references from other boaters. Um, talk to other boaters and uh, see what where they've been and what they like um, and where they like to be is another thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of our... Okay. Customers come from referrals of other customers. Right. So, um, so certainly ask about whether the storage is heated and any repairs that you need while the, it's the off-season. Find out if those can be done. Any other questions to ask a facility that you're considering storing your boat with for the winter? Um, there could be a lot of different questions. In my, what I would say is, is call the boatyard and talk to them. And if you have concerns or or work that you needed done, just make sure they have the capabilities to do that work. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the things that people are talking about is, is that taking your time and storing the boat for the winter actually is going to enable a lot of extra side trips. Um, so we kind of mentioned that you can spend a lot of extra time on the Great Lakes because you're not trying to get all the way through them before the freeze starts. Um, any favorite places that you have that people should explore while they're up there on the upper Lake Michigan? Well, what I see with, with a lot of the loopers that come through our yard, um, they come through here and I've seen them spend two, three, six years here in this area (laughs) up Mm -hmm. here. They get up here and they love it up here. And there's, there's a lot to do. There's a lot of destinations from Northport, Grand Traverse Bay, uh, so they tend to stay here. I actually have some customers that were loopers, and they got to Northport, and now they're permanent slip holders in Northport. And they've <laughs> never left. So <laughs> we're, we're in a good spot up here. There's a, there, there's a lot of close destinations. Mm-hmm. So okay. And then people like the water, um, the clear water up here too, and it's it, it's beautiful up here. Yeah. So if if people are going to choose to store their boats on, on Lake Michigan in your area, what typically is, or I guess not what, but when does winter storage usually begin? When do you need to start pulling boats out of the water? Well, that all depends on customer schedules in a sense. Um, I see them start coming out in August. Uh, they people have obligations and they've been up here for six weeks or so and 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 we'll start hauling them in august and then we mm-hmm. get into uh september labor day labor day is kind of the turning point where everything starts coming out of the water at that point um mm-hmm. uh, it takes me a while to get them out of the water it takes me a couple of months to get all these all the boats out of the water but after labor day is is usually the the time of year that 
that the boats really start coming out of the water. Mm-hmm. What's typically the latest that someone can have their boat pulled if they want to continue to use it and <laughs> continue to explore for as long as they can? Oh, well, I still got two boats in the water as of today. So okay, it's, it's November 14th. Yeah. Um, I still have two in. Uh, they're coming out this week. Uh, so. Okay. And, and obviously, because you're a good, good facility and a good location, um, how far in advance do you have to make reservations to store a boat for the winter? Because I'm sure you have, uh, a, you know, your whole yard is probably mostly filled with repeat customers. So if someone wants to come in for, for the winter of, um, I guess it actually would be the winter of 2020 heading into 2021, how far in advance would they need to make reservations with you for that? Well, what I'm going to say, I'm going to say approximately a year. I okay. was completely sold out of heated storage oh, by the end of May, maybe wow. the middle okay. of May. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a, a year out or as soon as you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, call in the facility and make sure they got space and put a deposit down so they, that mm-hmm. you have a space. Um, it, um, cold storage is not as big of a deal, but heated storage in Northern Lake Michigan, um, is at a premium. I'm, everybody sells out of it. Um, I've got Mm -hmm. a few boats this year that wanted heated storage, but we've had to winterize them because I am completely out of heated storage. Right. And 65% of our storage is heated. So Mm -hmm. um, I try to accommodate everybody, but um, sometimes if you're late um, coming out and you want heated storage and I don't have it, I do have the ability to winterize them and put you in cold storage. But heated storage, I'm going to say the sooner the better. Okay. I would want to take a break right here to play a message from one of our sponsors, but when we come back, I do want to talk a little bit about how you prepare the boat and and the difference on preparation between if you are getting heated storage or if you're going to be cold stored. So we will be back in just a moment. Green Turtle Bay Marina and Resort has consistently been voted a must-stop by loopers. It has earned the coveted five-anchor designation from Quimby's Cruising Guide. This full-service marina features over 450 slips. They are located at mile marker 31.5 on the scenic Cumberland River. Green Turtle Bay is a proud commander sponsor of AGLCA, so join them and find your waterway of life. We're back on Great Loop Radio, and today we are talking with Kevin Dyer of Northport Bay Boatyard. He's the service manager there for a long time, and they're also a long-term AGLCA sponsor, so we thank you for that, Kevin. Um, We're discussing storage, winter storage for your boat, and that is certainly an option for many people in 2020 when they won't be able to proceed through Chicago and out the Illinois River um, unless they wait until after, uh, I'm sorry, unless they do it before July 1st or after October 31st. Uh, as you've probably been listening, that waterway will, will be closed for that period of time. So there's been lots of talk on our forum 
on storing, using all of that extra time to spend lots of time exploring the Great Lakes and then store the boat for the winter and pick up the next year. So, Kevin, we just kind of left off. We were talking about what you need to do to prepare the vessel for storage, which is different depending on whether you have been um, – you've had enough foresight to, to reserve some winter uh, heated storage versus if it's going to be cold storage. So let's start with um, heated storage. What do you have to do to prepare the boat for that? Um, the owners of the boat should prepare the boat, all the food off of the boat – um liquids and things like that can be left on the boat uh because we have that's going into heated storage so it, nothing's going to freeze the other thing going into heated storage i would treat your fuel water and your holding tanks with proper additives um uh, I, I tend to like to leave water in the in the water tanks and treat it um they don't scale as bad. Um, the holding tanks should be treated with a chemical, and the diesel fuel should be treated, or gasoline, either one, with a stabilizer. Other than that, they can go right into heated storage. Now, are the boats, when, I'm sorry, but when they're in heated storage, um, do they? how often are they shrink-wrapped? They're not shrink-wrapped in heated storage. Okay. I, they're uh, they're inside of a building. There's no need to shrink wrap them inside of uh, a heated building. The buildings okay. are normally heated to about 50 degrees inside of them. Okay. So that was a list of things that you do to winterize your boat if you are going into heated storage. What about in cold storage? Um, going into cold storage, we we do a lot of winterizing. Uh, but when if you bring the boat, and I'm going to winterize it, uh, I, I want you to get off all the liquids that do not need to be on the boat uh, because they will freeze. And, and, and the same applies for those boats, the, the, the treating of the fuel tanks, the water tanks. The water tanks will be empty going into cold storage, and the whole water system will be winterized. And the holding, same is true for the holding tanks in cold storage. Uh, some owners like to winterize their own boats. Uh, most of them bring them here, drop them off, and say, here, winterize it for me, take care of it. Um, so I, we have all that service here. Uh, mm -hmm. and we winterize, I don't know, 200 boats probably a year, maybe more than that. Mm -hmm. So... So, Kevin, can you tell us a little bit about, um, and it doesn't have to be specifics, but just, you know, in rough numbers, how much can you expect to pay for heated storage versus cold storage and winterization? Uh, I'm going to, I'm not going to give you any numbers because I don't okay. know that because I, I don't normally do that. But okay. what I'm going to say, it, when you get to the high 30s, 40-foot boats, by the time you winterize everything on that size of boat and put it in cold storage, you're real close to the cost of heated storage. Mm -hmm. uh, my opinion is you're better off with heated storage. It's better on the boat. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a maintained environment. Uh, it, it doesn't get uh, – the boat hull does not get cold 
hogs always have some kind of water in them that is apt to freeze. And we do have some harsh winters. It's nothing mm-hmm. to have 20 below zero up here. Right. So by the, when you get to that size of boat, heated storage is so much better on the, on the hull, on the whole boat, on all the systems, if mm-hmm. you can. Uh, sure. Smaller boats, yeah, it's probably more economical to put them in cold storage and winterize them. But when you get to the larger boats, you have so many systems on them to winterize, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's more cost-effective, actually, to put them in heated storage. Sure. So I'm from South Carolina. We don't winterize or do any kind of heated storage here, so I know very little about this particular topic. Um, so can you tell – I know you can't give me numbers, and that's perfectly fine. Um, can you tell me, is it charged by the foot for yes, heated winter storage? Yes, by the storage? square foot. By the, square, by the foot. square foot. Okay. And is it, I mean, are we talking about multiple thousands every month or something less than that, if, if you can no, even answer that? Actually, the way we work it here, mm-hmm. uh, it's so much per square foot. And, okay. and, and And that's in cold or heated storage, okay? Mm-hmm. And that fee includes the hauling out of your boat, hauling mm-hmm. it out of the water, parking it in the building, power washing the bottom, and then that also includes launching of the boat, mm-hmm. uh, moving the boat out of the building back and getting it back in the water. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm glad you mentioned that part because that's actually my next question is how early in the season or, or what month typically can you start to launch the boats again? When, when can they get back well, in the water? Well, we are in northern Michigan, and that's very right. uh, drastically some, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But usually... Uh, about the middle of April, we start launching boats. Okay. okay. So that, but, but there yeah. may be a year that uh, we have ice on the lake until the end of April. So, sure. like I say, n- northern Michigan and uh, it, different years are can be very different. So. Sure. Um, but by the first of May, uh, we're we're launching boats and mm-hmm. getting them back in the water. Okay, and I'm sure that this, it's uh, a lot like finding slips for the right size boats, trying to, you know, jigsaw puzzle, put it, fitting everyone into the storage building. But do the owners have any kind of? Um, can they make requests? I'm, I'm sure that the ones deeper into the building are the last ones to come back out. If they want to be able to be out early, is there any consideration for that, or is it just based on where you can fit people? No, it is based on when you want to be launched. On our okay. um, haul-out sheet, there's an approximate launch date that, mm-hmm. I, that I want when we haul the boat out. So I can place boats in order in the building as they need to come out. Mm-hmm. The other consideration there with placing them in the buildings is, is the work that needs to be done. Uh, is there fiberglass work? Is there engine work? Is there paint work that needs to be done? That all dictates uh, where they may go in the building. Gotcha. So, um, any other anything that I've left out, Kevin, that you would want loopers to know about winter storage? Um, no, just schedule an estimated launch date. If you're going into mm-hmm. heated storage, that is one main thing, and that can always be changed, but schedule an estimated launch date because that is a big factor on getting them back in the water because it takes 
we store nearly 500 boats here, and mm-hmm. it takes me nearly two months to get them back in the water. So schedule it early um, so that you get what you want because um, it gets real busy. Um, right. The beginning of uh, the May. May is the busiest month. Um, so that's what I say is just get that scheduled and so you're not going in later than you want to and um, schedule a little bit early Uh, you're better off uh, getting the boat in just a a little bit early than late sometimes sure all right kevin dyer from northport bay boatyard service manager there thank you for your time and for sharing all these details about winterization with us we appreciate it okay thank you Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us on this episode of Great Loop Radio. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, safe cruising. 